Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zen Creator Podcast, the show that encourages ordinary people to unlock their extraordinary creativity. I'm John Hardy Bell, and in this episode, I'd like to take a look at the practice of solitude in our work. Is creative solitude a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is it as necessary as some of us believe? And could there actually be advantages to having a team around you, even when you're doing your most personal creative work? So, without further ado, let's dive into it. Hello, everyone. It is May 10th, 2018, and you're listening to episode number two of the show. Thanks so much for joining me today. So as far as the topic itself goes, uh, I've always come down on the side of solitude when I'm creating. So I'm a person who really values alone time anyway. I'm a natural introvert, so being by myself is usually how I refuel. It's how I recharge my battery. I'm a family man. I have a wife and a son, so getting that alone time isn't always easy. But when I do get it, I definitely make the most of it. So naturally, I would say that I apply that to my work uh, whenever I can. Now, as far as the work goes, I usually don't talk about a book project that I'm working on to anybody until the first draft is all the way finished. Well, at least until the first draft is finished. But a lot of times the project itself, um, all the drafts are finished. I usually don't bring it out before then. And really, for me, that is partly because I rely a lot on momentum when I'm writing and I feel like stopping to explain what I'm doing to anybody kind of breaks that momentum. But as I've thought about it, I kind of realized that the bigger issue is that I'm worried about exposing my idea to the scrutiny of somebody else before it's fully realized in my head or on the page. I kind of like staying in my little, you know, my little bubble where the idea is perfect Even if I don't think it's perfect, even if I really, you know, analyze it, but still in my head as it's spinning around, it's this perfect, perfect thing. So having those blinders on a lot of times is the only way I can get through a first draft without stalling my progress and without overanalyzing the thing to death. You know, there's also the fear of hearing from someone else that the idea really isn't any good. That's obviously the biggest fear that we all have. And of course, ideas are subjective. And just because someone else doesn't like your idea doesn't mean that it's terrible. But for me personally, as I mentioned, momentum is really important to my creativity. And there isn't anything that seems to put an end to that momentum faster than doubt. And of course, if somebody tells you that a part of your story doesn't work, then that naturally creates a lot of doubt. So as a result of all that, I tend to keep my ideas to myself for as long as I can. But the thing that inspired this show is that um, this episode is that lately I've been wondering if that's a good practice or not. I've really been thinking about uh, the possibility that there's more value than I realize in sharing my ideas with someone before they're even fully formed in my mind, let alone down on paper. And so when I say sharing, I guess it's important to qualify it. I'm not really talking about you know, writing blog posts where I solicit everybody's feedback, that would kind of be creative suicide. I think we can all agree on that. But what I'm talking about is having one or two really trusted confidants who I can discuss all of the aspects of the project with while I'm actually still in the thick of creating it. So for me as a writer, that would mean 
for instance, sharing potential plot points or the construction of a novel outline, which is usually something that I only do by myself. I don't verbalize that to anyone. Now, personally, I don't know any writers who do this, but I would have to think that there are some out there. If you're one of them and you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and send me a voice message if you're on the Anchor app. I would really love to hear how that's working for you. You can also shoot me an email, johnhardybell at gmail.com. Just tell me about that. I'd love to know if that works for you and if you feel like it affects your progress one way or the other, or if it affects your progress at all. So again, my own thoughts on it about the potential for inviting others into the early creative process. It really kind of comes from my belief in actually speaking your ideas and desires rather than just thinking about them. That's kind of an overall core belief that I have. Um, I feel that when you're actually or when you actually give voice to your ideas, you kind of give them more energy and more weight and allow them to manifest into something more tangible a lot faster. It's kind of like the difference between reading a book silently in your head and then reading it out loud. So for me, When I read a book silently, the words, uh, the images, sometimes they get muddied up by all of the other thoughts and everything else swirling in my head. But when I read the book out loud, the words kind of come alive. And I've done this before. I've done both. And there's definitely a difference. When I read out loud, the words kind of come to life. They have a lot more energy. I interpret them a lot more clearly. The dialogue, especially if it's well-written dialogue, it feels like it's an actual conversation. And those descriptions, again, if they're well-written, they just feel a lot more alive and I can just, I really am in the scene a lot more. And I think that's really due to the weight and the resonance of speaking those words and the vibrational energy that's created as a result of speaking. So my question is, could the same thing be applied to an idea, even if it's one that's still in its earliest stages? Could it, I guess, take on more life and energy if it's spoken and shared rather than simply spinning around in the tight confines of our own brain where it's still perfect, but no one else hears about it. So the thing about us creative types, and I know that I'm certainly this way, is that we love to guard our ideas like they're really the most valued commodity in the world. And honestly, to us, they are the most valuable thing. But... You know, in our need to guard so tightly, I feel like we can also run the risk of suffocating those ideas. And, you know, the other issue that kind of springs from that or just with this topic in general is once we do decide that we do need a team of trusted people to vet our ideas to. Who are those people going to be? And I guess that answer is really specific to the individual. For me, it will be my wife, Jackie. Uh, There's really not anyone who supports my dreams more than she does. And I know that she's always rooting for me to win, even if that means telling me the cold, hard truth about something, you know, that it's not good enough. Um, That's really what spouses do. That's what they're very good at. Um, So for me, that would be a really easy call. But for you, um, I don't know, it could also be a spouse or a partner, close friend, but it could also be another person in your field. And if you do go that route, I just I imagine that it would be really important that you really, really trust a person or trust that that person, whoever that is, has your best interest in mind, because I really personally have never been one for writers critique groups uh, because I feel like writers can be unnecessarily tough on other writers. 
and they can really nitpick things much more than a reader ever would. Just my opinion. But if that works for you and you found a good circle, then there might not be anyone better to bounce your ideas off of of than someone who's going through the exact same thing. So as we come up on the end of this episode, I have to admit that I still really haven't formed a definitive opinion on this. My goal here was more or less to throw out a little food for thought. And I mean, I'd say it's definitely given me some things to think about. I hope that uh, it's got you thinking, too. Now, one thing I think we can all take away from this is that ideas are living, breathing things. And as living, breathing things, they need to be nurtured. But they also need to be given room to grow and to develop into what they're intended to be. And that can't really always happen if we keep them bottled up inside the vacuum of our brains. Sometimes we have to just believe in them enough to trust them into the world even before they're mature enough to take care of themselves. It's a lot like parenting. And all you parents out there can really understand that analogy really well. And so just as we put a premium on protecting our ideas, we also like to put a premium as creatives on our alone time. Unless, you know, you're in a field like the movie business or if you're in a band, you don't really like the idea of creating by committee. That's just not the way that we like to do things. But as a person, as a human being, you have this innate need to share who you are with the world and to be a part of a community of some sort. So that's really where the challenge comes in. That's really the dichotomy of the creative life uh, is when we attempt to balance those two things. So being by ourselves to create and being part of a larger community and especially with the creation when it comes to uh, sharing those valuable ideas of ours, we'd rather not do it. But, you know, perhaps what I've talked about here today will make that seem like not such a large challenge. At least that was the goal. So to sum it up, to share or not to share, that is still the question. I'm really curious to see where you guys come down on the spectrum here, especially writers. Uh, as for me personally, I plan to put it into practice, at least in a small manageable chunk, um, just as kind of an experiment. I do have this short story that I've been thinking about. I've been kind of mulling it over in my head. So that might be a good place to start. I, st I do have some definite ideas on it. It's not fully formed yet, but I mean, I feel like it'll be a really good thing. So what I'll plan to do is ask my wife, Jackie, uh, to block out some time in the evening at some point, hopefully this week after our son goes to bed. Um, I'll make sure that I have plenty of Shiraz on standby just in case it gets a little weird and I will open up the creative vault. And hopefully I don't do that without too much fist clenching because it does. The idea of it makes me a little bit nervous, a little trepidation. But I also have faith in myself. I'm cautiously optimistic that I can walk the talk on this particular topic. We'll see if that happens. Either way, I'll be sure to drop an update at some point to let you guys know how it went. And so for you, if you uh, have not done this in your own creative life, I do invite you to give it a try for yourself. I don't want to be the only one trying this here. I'd like a little help from you guys, too. And it doesn't, you know, have to involve kind of the theatrics with me, the wine and the fist clenching. Uh, for you, it can be really a, just a casual request of somebody close to you for a little bit of time and an honest opinion. That's really all it takes. But the bigger ask here is that I want you to consider setting free that idea that you've been sitting on for a while, that kind of golden idea that you think is so wonderful, but yet you haven't released it to anyone. Let's just see how that goes and let that live a life beyond what you can give it. Let it live a life beyond what it's been in your own head. 
and trust it to see if it's more than you even thought it could be, because a lot of times it is. With that, I think I will bring this episode to a close. I do want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a blast. If you're on the Anchor app, be sure to favorite or hit the favorite button. Um, If you're listening on iTunes or another streaming service, make sure you subscribe. Ratings and reviews are the best way to help the show grow. So if you do have a moment to leave a rating or a review, I definitely uh, greatly appreciate it. And as always, if you'd like to share your story of creative success or struggle, access the show notes or see what else I'm up to, visit johnhardybell.com slash the Zen creator. I'd love to have you join the conversation. So until next time, this is John reminding you that you were put on this planet to create. So you might as well enjoy the process. Take care and have an amazing day. Talk to you next time.